All right, welcome into Car Radio. You're on 910 AM, the Superstation. I'm Henry Payne, auto columnist for the Detroit News. Great to have you on the program today uh, for the best two hours of radio, car radio in America. Great, uh, great program for you today. Uh, I'm going to take you today from Daytona Beach in Florida on the high ovals of Daytona International Speedway, uh, all the way to the deserts of California, to Johnson Valley, uh, where they were running the King of Hammers uh, race this week. Um, uh, we got all kinds of stuff to uh, talk about, from uh, IMSA sports car racing to off-road racing uh, Broncos. A lot going on in this country uh, in the automotive industry and in the racing industry, as always, and uh, we'll bring it all to you today. we got Stephen Cole Smith who's going to kick us off talking about uh, an extraordinary, historic Daytona 24-hour. Uh, that was a couple weeks ago, and uh, Steve and I will be talking about uh, the results and the fallout and uh, everything we learned at that uh, tremendous weekend. And then um, we'll uh, bookend the hour by talking with uh, Tom Zielinski, who's live out the King of the Hammers, uh, another historic uh, event going on. I was just back from there. Uh, was out there on uh, Thursday uh, for for the biggest uh, off road racing event in the United States. Uh, Baja's in the Mexican Peninsula, but uh, in the United States, there's nothing like King of the Hammers. There are a hundred thousand people out there. A thousand and twenty off road entries uh, in that race. Uh, just just something to see and to experience. And uh, then in the uh, in the uh, the meat in our sandwich this hour will be Robin Warner, a uh, good friend of the program. We'll be talking about the all new Honda Accord with him, which uh, we in the media just test drove. Uh, uh, prettiest uh, Honda Accord you have ever seen. Uh, as always, uh, you can reach us here at three one three seven seven eight seventy six hundred if you want to join the conversation. And you can find us on uh, iHeartRadio, uh, 910 AM's Facebook page. And, of course, next week, if you miss our live program here on Saturday, you can find us on podcast, all your fi- favorite podcast channels, uh, Detroit News, uh, uh, Google, Apple, Spotify. So lots of ways to access car radio. And uh, let's bring in Stephen Cole Smith here, a uh, uh, writer with Haggerty, uh, best uh, auto writer in America in my opinion, has been covering this uh, industry for years. And, Steve, how are you? I'm doing great, Henry. How are you doing? Yeah, doing good. And, uh, boy, there's so much going on these days. It's just uh, it's just February, Steve, and <laughs> the, the, uh, the, the, racing, uh, the, the racing world is, is abuzz with, uh, with uh, 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 racing and with uh, new teams coming on. And let, let's start with Daytona. You and I were down there. Uh, for the 24-hour uh, uh, kicking off uh, the race season, and uh, pretty exciting stuff, wasn't it? Yeah, it really was. Uh, of course, it was won by the uh, Acura of, uh, of uh, um, uh, I'm drawing a blank on the name of the team. Yeah, the Meyer Shank uh, team. Meyer Shank team. Uh, there were uh, four cars on the lead lap, including one of the other Acuras and uh, the two um Cadillacs from Chip Ganassi Racing. So when you're talking about completing 783 laps on a four-mile track, to be only seconds apart for four cars at the end of the race means uh, there was plenty to watch while you and I were there. Yeah, these these uh, 24-hour races uh, have really become sprints, haven't they, Steve? I mean, I, I was I was there at Daytona 
uh, with the Porsche team. Uh, first time that Porsche and Penske have hooked up in endurance racing uh, since the uh, 2008. And uh, I got a, uh, I spent a little time with Patrick Long. Uh, we'll be hearing from him uh, later in the program. One of the great GT, uh, one of the great uh, Porsche drivers, and, and uh, yeah, just one of the great guys in general. Yeah, and, and, and recent memory, and just kind of talking to him, and he said, you know, the equipment now in race cars, whether it's a GT car or a prototype class car, is so good that these drivers can just hammer these cars for 24 hours uh, in uh, like like they're doing sp- uh, uh, sprint racing. Yeah, I was talking to Hurley Haywood, whose you know career spans fifty years, and he was talking about the period where it kind of went from where you stroke around for you know the first twelve eighteen hours and wait till the sun comes up the next morning on Sunday to really start racing. But like you said, uh, the way it is now, you start racing on the green flag and don't hold up. And that was a concern because with the GTP cars, they're all brand new. They're unproven. They've been tested, but they haven't been tested by a 24-hour race. So we were kind of afraid that there was going to be quite a few of those fall by the wayside. And sure enough, some of them did. The BMWs did. The Porsche um the Ganassi Porsches that we all thought were probably going to win uh, did not do well, but the Cadillacs and the Acuras were right there at the end. Yeah, and and, and of course that was the headliner, Steve. Uh, that's that's what really brought a lot of attention to this race this year is this new uh, spec series for their prototype. Uh, the the sanctioning bodies, uh, both IMSA in the United States and FIA, FIA globally, have gotten together finally, and put together a prototype spec uh, so that these uh, these teams can go racing, not just at Daytona in January, but also at Le Mans in uh, June. And it's attracted uh, teams like like Penske, Porsche, uh, Ganassi with uh, with Cadillac, Meyer Shank with Acura. Michael Andretti is now involved with the Wayne Taylor team. Uh, right. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, talk about uh, this class and what it means to the sport. Well, the cars themselves are not that remarkable and not that much different from the Daytona prototype with one huge exception, and that's the hybrid system. The cars have to come into the pits and leave the pits on battery power, and that's really uh, what the part that was completely untested in a 24-hour race. The engines uh, had plenty of miles on them. The chassis are... Uh, chassis that have been used before, uh, by other manufacturers and, and, uh, are certainly held up well, but it was the, uh, hybrid system that a lot of us saw were gonna, was gonna be the Achilles heel, and as it ended up, there were only two cars that had to have any kind of work done on the hybrid system, so the testing that was done was pretty darn good, and I'm looking for some great racing as we go on the rest of the season with IMSA, and then I can't wait for Lamont. Yeah, it's, uh, and, and that's why uh, Penske's in here. Yeah, that, that's on his bucket list. About the only trophy uh, that Team Penske hasn't run, won is uh, Le Mans. Uh, but as you say, going into this race, a lot of hype uh, for Porsche Penske. I mean, you had Ray Hall with BMW uh, in this class as well. I mean, really top names in the business. But a lot of expectation for Porsche Penske. And I was really struck, Steve, uh, in in the press room uh, afterwards, and listening to the drivers, listening to the teams, come back in there. Uh, that that uh, there, it was no accident that Acura and Cadillac wound up dominating this race. Uh, one, two, three, four. 
uh, and they, because they've been there. I mean, they've they've uh, they've they've been in this type of racing. Uh, these teams, Meyer, Shank, Ganassi, they've all been hammering away at this 24-hour racing for the last uh, seven years. And no surprise, they were the ones who were on the podium at the end. Yeah, I think the big story, the big takeaway is the Meyer Shank car. Um, it's a small team compared to the other guys that are racing in that class. And yeah, they won last year, but that was in a different car. But, uh, they appeared to have just a flawless run, but we found it after the race it was not that the, uh, transmission temperature was just almost at the boiling point for most of the race and it just never they said they were going to drive the car until the transmission quit shifting and it never did so there was some luck involved there even with the champions of the race but uh whether or not the Meyer Shank guys will be able to do it at Sebring which is only 12 hours where the track is so rough that it's almost a 24-hour equivalent uh whether they'll be able to to hold up for that uh coming in March is going to be interesting to see too yeah, and and uh, the the Meyer Shank course had had the star driver of the weekend, Tom Blonquist. Uh, oh, what a what a talent that guy is! Yeah, and, and just uh, blew people away. I mean, uh, in 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 spec racing, where so much is even, it was really uh, remarkable to see one driver really shine in this racing. Uh, Meyer Shank put him in for the last stint, and he just controlled uh, the race right to the finish. And it's interesting, Steve, right after Daytona. Uh, Blomquist went out to uh, uh, Sebring, I believe, and got a test in an IndyCar. And there's already buzz now within the Meyer Shank team that Blomquist is going to take Elio Castroneves' seat for next year because he was so quick, not just at Daytona, but in the IndyCar test. Yeah, I'm not surprised. It kind of reminds me of Scott McLaughlin, the guy that won the season opener at the Grand Prix of St. Petersburg, which is just uh, 18 days away. Um, that uh, McLaughlin came from another series and was blisteringly fast in Indy cars. And Blomquist, I have a feeling, is going to be one of those guys that you put him in the middle of any seat in any car and he's going to be just as fast as anybody out there. Um, it was an amazing race. It looked like he could pass other cars just at will. Uh, for some reason, that car launched out of the corners, unlike anything else that we were seeing last uh, or seeing that weekend. And a lot of it was Blomquist being light on the throttle. Um, a great talent, and I can't wait to see what happens to him with the rest of his career. Yeah, there's uh, there, there's so many intersections at uh, Daytona with IndyCar drivers. You had McLaughlin there uh, racing an LMP2 uh, car uh, alongside right. Joseph uh, Newgarden. So. Uh, yeah, a lot of interest in uh, Daytona. And then uh, I, I mentioned Michael Andretti was down there with Wayne Taylor racing. Andretti now is looking at Formula One racing, and, and we got more news uh, over the last week that another Detroit-based company, Ford, is getting into Formula One with Red Bull. And this, this, uh, this really sounds uh, exciting. I mean, this is, this is top-drawer stuff, Ford coming in with the Red Bull team. It really is. Uh, Red Bull, of course, won the championship with Max Verstappen last year, and Sergio Perez was third in points. So it's not like they're joining up with a backmarker team just to get their name out there on the grid. Uh, this is something that you could win. And, of course, they're running Honda engines now. 
Uh, and I think Honda has a contract through 2025 with Red Bull. I don't know if they can break that or not, but um, that would mean that Ford would have to come up with a new engine, and I don't know if they're prepared to do that or it won't be until 2026 when things change. The whole engine formula changes for Formula One, so that's going to be a pretty fascinating year to look at. Yeah, I was um, I was talking uh, with a couple people there, and they were making the analogy um uh, uh, between Andretti, Cadillac uh, being sort of a startup team, and uh, Red Bull, Ford uh, being a uh, being an established uh, uh, being an established player, uh, because everyone's looking to this 2026 rule change. That's why the manufacturers are interested. It's this uh, new hybrid power plant coming in, 50% uh, gas engine, 50% hybrid. Uh, but um, Andretti Cadillac really have a lot of work to do uh, be- because uh, they, they don't have an existing power plant where Red Bull, as you say, has been there. Uh, they've got their own powertrain division now. They're going to be developing the car. Ford is going to be coming on sort of providing support with battery. Uh, what, do you, what, do you, what do you see Andretti Cadillac doing uh, between now and uh, 2026, assuming uh, that they get into the series? That's what, uh, that's the key is your last sentence right there. They're not allowed into the series yet. There's 20 teams and, uh, those 20 teams like having 20 teams because the slice of the pie would only get smaller if you had, uh, 20 or, or 20. Well, there's 10 teams with 20 cars, but, uh, 11 teams would make their, uh, slice of the pie a little bit smaller. So there's no guarantee that Cadillac will get in as much as Formula One itself wants Cadillac in because uh, they're talking about definitely having a, a U.S. racer, which we'll have next year, but the racer is not somebody that we know very well because he's spent all the time uh, racing in Europe. But um, it's going to be fascinating. I, I, I think it's still 50-50 that uh, Andretti is going to be able to get in, but I talked to him at the Roar, and he seems very positive that they're going to be able to field the team, and if they do, uh, it's going to be fascinating. Then we'd have uh, some genuine, uh, genuine tie-in with Americans. Although we already have an American team with uh, Haas Racing, but they haven't uh, done anything to make them look like they're part of America. So we will have some teams that definitely have some U.S. ties. Yeah, and given uh, the popularity of Formula One in this country right now, three Grand Prix uh, coming this year. Uh, it'd be great to see uh, three American teams in the series. Uh, Steve, uh, great to see you in Daytona. Uh, thanks for joining us, and look forward to talking to you again soon. We'll do it, Henry. I appreciate it. Have a great weekend. All right, we're going to take a break here on Car Radio, hear from our sponsors, and on the other side, we'll shift gears and talk about Honda Accord with Robin Warner. You're on I'm 10 a.m. at Superstation. Did you know most vitamin supplements don't even come from food? Even the products with colorful fruits and vegetables adorning the labels are seldom derived from produce. Typically, supplements are synthetic, made in a laboratory. Modern science may synthetically imitate these chemicals, but your body isn't fooled. It knows the difference, and it craves quality materials to build, repair, and fight illness. 
You need to consume fruits and vegetables daily in a variety of colors, as well as whole grains and other fresh food. That's why I formulated Balance of Nature. I wanted to be able to give my patients a natural alternative to the cheap, unnatural chemistry by giving them real fruits and vegetables. In fact, the only ingredients inside of Balance of Nature are whole fruits and vegetables. Don't settle for imitation nutrition. Reach for the good stuff, the real stuff. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com. Get 35% off your first preferred order by using discount code RADIO5. Do you have an idea for an invention or new product? Do you think companies would be interested in your idea? Do you want to try to get a patent? Then call InventHelp now. InventHelp keeps your idea confidential and explains every step of the invention process. We create professional materials representing your idea and submit it to companies who are looking for new ideas. We have more than 9,000 companies who have agreed to review ideas in confidence. If a company shows interest in manufacturing your invention, we can negotiate on your behalf. We have helped over 10,000 clients receive patents. We also offer services including 3D modeling and animation demonstrating your idea, prototyping services, and we use state-of-the-art technology to show InventHelp client ideas to additional companies. Join the thousands of people just like you who chose InventHelp to pursue their idea. We are experienced. We are working for you. We are InventHelp. Call us for free information at 1-800-460-1663. That's 1-800-460-1663. Again, 1-800-460-1663. 63. Balance of Nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. I had no energy for months and months and months. I had no energy, and I'm a very active person. And my husband was noticing that I was tired all the time, and I was slow at everything that I was doing. And I kept listening to the commercials. And, you know, you don't know if something's going to help you or not, but I decided this was something I was going to do. And lo and behold, in about four days to taking them, I was repotting plants. I was doing other things. My husband said to me, you seem to have more energy. And I said, oh, yeah, I'm fine. And I'm telling you, nothing has ever made such a difference. So anyway, I'm very happy. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code RADIO5. Welcome back into Car Radio. You're on 910 AM, the Superstation. And uh, let's talk a little Honda Accord here. This is uh, America's best-selling sedan uh, for uh, for quite a while, best-selling retail sedan. Uh, not the best-selling uh, vehicle, non-truck vehicle in the United States anymore. That now goes to uh, SUVs like the Toyota RAV4 and the Honda CRV outsells. Uh, the Accord as well. But uh, within the sense sedan segment, uh, Accord continues to be uh, the benchmark for midsize sedan. So it's exciting when we see uh, a new uh, Accord coming into the market. And uh, uh, we media got a chance to test the all-new Accord uh, recently out in California. Uh, one of those media was Robin Warner, and he's joining us uh, today. Robin, how are you? I'm doing very well. How are you? I'm doing very well. How are you? <laughs> good to, good to uh, have you on the program, Robin. Uh, 
is, is uh, of course, a good friend of the program. And uh, you can find everything he does at Robin Warner uh, uh, Channel on YouTube. And uh, Robin and I always host uh, the Detroit Grand Prix uh, for 9, 10 a.m. Superstation. And, and uh, uh, Robin, I'm, I'm, uh, before we get into a court, I'm kind of interested in your uh, in your thoughts on this fella, Tom Blomquist, uh, who's just kind of <laughs> come out of nowhere. He got an IndyCar uh, test uh, down at Sebring after his his uh, headliner performance at the D- Daytona 24-hour. What do you think? Uh, could could be the next open-wheel star? It's it, it's very possible. I mean, he's a younger guy for sure, and he's got a really interesting driving history. He's both English and Swedish, and uh, young and skinny and fit, and obviously quite quick. He's done very well with Meyershank Racing, um, winning 24 hours of Daytona, and uh, indeed winning the championship last year. So, yeah, I think he'd be very competitive in IndyCar. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens here in the silly season if uh, he picks up a ride. He's gotten a lot of attention, and, of course, uh, uh, the IndyCar starts here in a couple months um, at St. Petersburg. So uh, a lot of chat going on. Always, it's always good to see uh, IndyCar doing well. So, uh, so Robin, uh, uh, you and I are out in California driving this new uh, 2023 Honda Accords. Now it's on dealerships now. I, 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 I own a Honda Accord. Uh, back in 1992, I had a 1992 model, uh, one of the first family cars I bought, and um, yes, yeah, very, very good, uh, very good utilitarian sedan. Uh, but no one would have uh, said it was it was anything to look at. This new Honda Accord, I, this new Honda Accord, I think, is one of the best looking sedans I've seen. Yeah, I I completely agree. You know, I. I've always got frustrated with how much people denigrated the styling of the Honda Accord. It's like, guys, it looks fine. There's nothing wrong with it. That's my son in the background, by the way. Yeah, the future, future IndyCar racer. Yeah, exactly right. And, um, you know, it's it's the fun task of a, a journalist and a father. You get the multi talk. Try to be quieter. But, yeah, the styling of the Honda is really, really made a significant turn, in my opinion, to be a good-looking car. They put it all the past of having that uh, quote-unquote four-door coupe look, having that very swoopy roof line going into the rear end of the car. And they also elongated the car, adding almost three inches to it. And those two things combined, I really think, makes it a handsome family sedan. Yeah, and, and and the last gen. I mean, the 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 real work I mean, in terms of a new new chassis and and uh, engineering really went into the last generation, the tenth, tenth generation car, and uh, it was just a knockout car. Um, it offered uh, three different engine choices, uh, and at its top uh, trim, uh, with a with a two liter uh, turbo four in it with two hundred and fifty horsepower, was really pushing. Uh, a low-end uh, luxury car, like a like a BMW 3 Series or an Audi uh, A4, both in terms of power and comfort and uh, in, in, in interior uh, style. And I think this new this new 11th generation car uh, sort of evolves that, uh, make, makes it uh, even more attractive a vehicle. But significantly, Robin, 
uh, we lose one of the engines from the Accord, that that two-liter turbo yeah. four that performance enthusiasts uh, enjoyed is no longer there. Uh, why is that? You know, I as an enthusiast, I I don't have a good answer. As as a consumer, I just it. As I understand from Honda, not many people bought into that engine as it was for the 10th generation, last generation Accord. And to keep that engine going, I suppose, added cost and complication to the car. And so to see it go was sad. But I think it was a matter of do we keep everything about the Accord that we love for enthusiasts, or do we make it something that we can continue to build this thing into the future? And, you know, I'll take a Honda Accord without that engine versus no Honda Accord at all, certainly. Yeah, and and and, and speaking of the future, that is that is a big consideration. I mean, these uh, automakers are looking at severe regulations in 2026, uh, and, and so uh, uh, Accord is, is now paired its engine choice uh, to an entry-level one-and-a-half-liter turbo four, and and it's a hybrid uh, version. So it used used to be you would get a uh, sort of a V after the base engine car. You could choose the, the performance two-liter uh, turbo four, or you could go to a uh, more fuel-efficient direction with a hybrid. And uh, in order to target these emissions goals coming from the uh, federal government in 2026, uh, uh, Honda feels like it needs to get 50% hybrid sales. Uh, so it's really concentrating on hybrid now as its second um, as its second en- uh, engine offering, and, and I and I liked it, uh, Robin. I mean, I, I thought uh, I thought the engine was smooth. It doesn't have the kick of the turbo four, but they do some uh, neat tricks like uh, giving you regen paddles. They do, they do. I think the regen paddles are really clever, and I think that. Honda's approach to hybrid technology is really interesting as well, so that you get quite a bit of smoothness out of it, and power certainly isn't bad. It's just, just as you said, exactly right, not quite the kick that uh, the two-liter turbo provided, but those paddles do give you something in return where you have six different levels of off-throttle deceleration um, where you get some braking feel just by lifting off the throttle. And if you go to the maximum level, the sixth level of this, you get, you know, I'm guessing around two-tenths of a G of deceleration, which means you can essentially one-pedal drive this car like it's a pure EV. Yeah, and I think that's uh, what Honda's getting at as well. I mean, they're 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 uh, getting into electric cars. They're, we're going to see the first electric uh, Honda coming uh, later this year, and uh, so they're also, I, I think, uh, trying to give folks a taste of what electric vehicles uh, feel like, and, and one-pedal driving is something that is uh, unique to battery-powered cars, and, and you can do that now with this, uh, with this hybrid-powered uh, Honda Accord. It's, uh, yeah, it's kind, of a, kind of a neat car to drive. Uh, you look at the paddles on the steering wheel, and you're used to thinking those are shift paddles, uh, but these are actually regen paddles uh, where you can uh, dial in how much uh, regen you got. Uh, uh, Robin, you've been on both sides of this industry as a journalist, as, uh, as a uh, as a uh, engineer, as a PR person. It's interesting, too, to look at these hybrid powertrains. They all seem to be going the same direction to a two-and-a-half-liter Atkinson engine 
Uh, Honda's using it. Toyota's using it. Uh, Hyundai as well, I think. What What is it about the two and a half liter Atkinson that fits so well in hybrids? Well, Atkinson engines are more efficient than regular cycle or auto cycle engines. They have um, they have a way of you get this really high compression ratio, but you don't actually use it all. So. The car, the piston already starts traveling up the cylinder before you start getting compression. And they do that by, it starts traveling up the cylinder before the valves close, then you start getting compression. But then you get the full ratio for expansion for when the cylinder is coming back down, when the piston's coming back down the cylinder. And you get all that extra little nudge from the piston, that movement, without using any it makes it more efficient that way, not as powerful. So bigger engines don't make quite as much power, but they have economy. Then you add an electric motor to help fill out the lower end torque and uh, fill out the power a little bit, and you have what still feels like respectable power while you're burning less fuel. Yeah, and that's uh, and, and that now is the uh, the upscale option in the Honda Accord. Uh, that engine, uh, 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 married to electric motor, makes about 204 horsepower. It's a gain of about 180 horsepower over the base, one and a half liter Accord, uh, and uh, yeah, really, really nice uh, upscale uh, car. Great package from Honda. Uh, Robin, uh, hang on there with us. Uh, Want to take a break? And on the other side, uh, we're going to talk with Robin Warner a little bit more about another car. Uh, coming out of Japan, that's the Mazda CX-90, all new from Mazda here on Car Radio. WADL gets a facelift and is now My 38 Detroit. Along with a facelift comes new programming on Mondays at 8 p.m. Catch a two-hour block of Law & Order SVU. Tuesday, Chicago Fire. Wednesdays, Dateline. More Dateline and Chicago PD on Thursdays and on Fridays. You'll get more Chicago PD to start your weekend. We'll still have some of your favorite shows like Mom, Blackish, and Friends. Just adding more for you to enjoy on My 38. Attention! Do you owe back taxes, fines, and penalties to the IRS? The IRS now offers new relief options for taxpayers affected by COVID-19, but you can't go it alone. Call Tax Solutions now. Our team of former IRS agents and tax professionals can get you the best deal. We know the COVID-19 rules. Call us and never speak to the IRS again. I couldn't sleep. We were being audited. I called Tax Solutions now and a great big weight was lifted off my shoulders. I called Tax Solutions now and they got the IRS off my back. Tax Solutions now had my wage garnishment lifted in 48 hours. The virus has caused the IRS to take extensive action to help taxpayers. So if you owe $10,000 or more, this is the best time in years to settle your tax debt. I qualified for the Fresh Start program. I paid less than I owed. Remember, the IRS will not give up until you pay. Call 800-683-9499. 800-683-9499. 800-683-9499. 
The Word Network has been broadcasting inspirational messages around the world since the year 2000. And we keep getting bigger and better and more innovative. Seen all around the world, we bring you the best teaching, impartation, singing, and inspiration. If you want original programming, we have that too. The Word Network is your exclusive source for all things inspiration. And we can be found on every device imaginable. If you want to be uplifted and inspired, you need The Word Network. My38 is offering a great special that cannot be refused. Are you looking for a great deal on TV advertising? Are you searching for an avenue to get your business name out to the public? With My38, we are offering a great special with 100 commercial ads for a great price. This offers for a 30-day ad placement. Please contact Devin C. for more information at 248-357-4566 or email at e.calhoun at thewordnetwork.org. This excludes political ads. The 910 AM app has been integrated with Alexa and is now live in the App Store. To use 910 AM on your Alexa device, you can say Alexa commands in two ways. If your Fire TV device has a microphone button, you can hold down the microphone button to say the commands. If you've linked your Echo or Echo Dot to your Fire TV, you can use the trigger word Alexa without pushing your microphone buttons to say commands. Start listening to 910 AM Superstation now from the comfort of your home. 910, the Super Station, the oldest radio station in town since 1922. All right, welcome back into Car Radio. I'm Henry Payne, auto columnist with the Detroit News, and we are talking with Robin Warner of the Robin Warner channel on YouTube. And, uh, Robin, uh, we, we lost an engine with the Honda Accord, no longer have uh, that, that uh, wonderful 2-liter two, two Turbo 4 in the Accord. Uh, and now here comes Mazda with an all-new Mazda CX-90 giving us a new engine, an inline-six engine with its all-new Mazda CX-90. What's, what's going on with Mazda these days? Yeah, that was exciting to see. We're going to get a turbocharged 3.3-liter inline-six, 340 horsepower, 369 pound-feet of torque. It's It sounds really good. I'm very excited to get a chance to drive that one soon. It's inline-six engines are inherently smooth running, and 340 horsepower and 369 pound-feet of torque sounds like plenty to move around what we have to say is a big three-row SUV. But Mazda's really good at making things fun to drive, even when they're larger. So it could still be quite a lot of fun. And uh, you were out in uh, California, I believe, and saw the unveiling of this uh, That's Ma- right. Mazda CX-90. And, uh, and, and, and the CX number implies that uh, this is a continuation of what Mazda's been doing uh, with its SUV lineup, we got the CX-30, we got the CX-50 uh, in the lower ranges, but uh, this feels like a different animal. I mean, this this is a, as you say, this this inline six is a significant development for, for Mazda. They've they've only used turbo fours in their lineup uh, to date. The the uh, the the cousin to the CX-90 is the uh, the CX um, is is the uh, CX-9. Uh, which is all turbo fours, 
Um, uh, inline sixes make you think of BMWs. Is is, is Mazda going after uh, a more premium segment here? Uh, you have to you have to think they must be. You know, prices came out recently, and the top of the line CX ninety is going to be more than sixty thousand dollars. That's less expensive than the equivalent you'd see from Germany, but more than a lot of the mainstream offers of roughly the same size. So I think Mazda is trying to creep upscale and be kind of become an in-between of the mainstream offerings and the premium offerings. That's, again, only my guess, but based on the prices we're seeing out, I think that's what their direction is. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, we can climb up to maybe mid fifties with a uh, Ford Explorer ST, uh, but to go up to sixty thousand, uh, and and again with an inline six uh, engine, uh, sounds like Mazda is uh, prepping itself for a more premium uh, play. Um, you got to walk around the car, uh, Robin. We we haven't tested it yet, uh, but uh, is is it uh, rear wheel drive based? Uh, with this engine, is, does the interior look like uh, something new from Mazda? How's the car look? There are a lot of potentially very good things for the enthusiast-minded driver of a family SUV. It is a longitudinally mounted engine, so it is rear-wheel drive biased all-wheel drive. It is standard all-wheel drive, but um, they are saying most of the power will go to the rear axle. It's got a double wishbone front suspension. Almost everything these days are struts up front, and this is the generally more enthusiast-friendly double wishbone front suspension. And then on top of that, yeah, it is a very nice-looking interior, a lot of nice materials, soft-touch materials, leathers in the top trim, and they're offering all the usual gadgets that you see in modern luxury cars, and, of course, all the biggest, grandiest, most grand digital screens everywhere your eye can see. Um, we're lucky that the windshield isn't just a screen with cameras these days. <laughs> and uh, and three rows, of course, for the growing uh, Warner family. So um, you can <laughs> – Yes. So you put more kids yes, back there. <laughs> the the uh, another – right. Well – Yeah. Please. Uh, and then another detail I thought was really interesting, when they introduced the CX-9, and in, in typical Mazda fashion, they said, we are not going to offer a moonroof with the CX-9 because that would compromise handling in a three-row SUV. Uh, but with the CX-90, they're going to bring in... Um, they're going to bring in that moonroof so, so your son can get lots of light back there in the third row. <laughs> That's right. Um, you know, and my son, at least these days, is much more interested in a USB port to keep his iPad charged. But the natural light coming in uh, will definitely be a bonus for him. And, you know, if you're worried about center of gravity height, you can get the plug-in hybrid version of the CX-90, which will have a 17.8-kilowatt-hour battery pack nice and low, and that will counterbalance the glass on the roof just fine. Yeah, yeah, a lot going on uh, with that vehicle. So it's going to be fascinating to see. Uh, when Robin and I get a chance to test drive it uh, later this year. Uh, Robin, thanks for joining us as always, and uh, and look forward to seeing you on the road soon. Henry, it's always a pleasure to see you and be able to chat with you about cars on the radio. I always appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, it's a good, uh, that's a good day.
All right. Um, so to set up our last uh, segment here, um, we're going to be talking to Tom Zielinski, who is going to join us live uh, from Johnson Valley, California, at the King of the Hammers. And uh, for those of you who haven't heard of King of the Hammers, uh, you'll be hearing a lot more about this in, in coming years. Uh, Ford uh, has really embraced uh, this event, uh, kind of trying to make it uh, their playground, much the way uh, that Jeep has become synonymous with the Moab uh, uh, event, the Jeep Safari, in, uh, in April. Um, and uh, so Jeep is the, spo- is the sponsor, I'm sorry, uh, Ford is the, is the uh, title sponsor, uh, official vehicle of King of the Hammers. And so I went out there uh, with Ford to see what was going on in Johnson Valley. This is an, uh, uh, an area of desert, a, lake, a, a dry lake bed, uh, an hour north of Palm Springs uh, in eastern California, and uh, has traditionally been one of the favorite places uh, for off-roaders to go. It's Bureau of Land Management uh, land out there, but uh, uh, Dave Cole and a group of organizers over the last couple decades uh, have built an off-road event out there, which is extraordinary. Um, uh, we got Baja down in the Baja Peninsula uh, that is uh, that is uh, such a, uh, a a tremendous road race, and uh, then you have Moab up in uh, Utah, where, um, uh, where where enthusiasts go on on really unusual uh, land uh, to um, uh, uh, to enjoy themselves off road. Uh, and uh, King of the Hammers kind of, kind of uh, joins those two cultures together, uh, brings together uh, uh, over 100,000 people now this year uh, to Johnson Valley, to this area of desert for a race, uh, a, a series of races, the, uh, the, the NITO uh, championship, uh, which is going on today out there, is, is the pinnacle of the sport, but it, it's a week-long event. Uh, you get races, uh, everything from uh, uh, Can-Am, uh, UTVs to uh, motocross uh, motorcycles uh, to to these extraordinary uh, uh, big uh, V8 powered all wheel drive uh, rock crawlers um, and they and they uh, they navigate about a 60 mile 70 mile course um, uh, around the valley there but then in addition to that uh, there is so much going on out there for uh, enthusiasts just to come out and enjoy and enjoy. Uh, as you do in Moab, you can go crawl around the rocks in your own vehicle. You can go take trails, uh, go see concerts at night. Uh, so it's this wonderful marriage of uh, of off road racing and the off road culture, and it is exploding. A uh, hundred thousand people out there uh, this week. A thousand and nineteen entries across all classes. Uh, so all kinds of uh, stuff to watch. Um, uh, if, if you're an enthusiast uh, throughout the week. And, and I think uh, we're joined by uh, Tom Zielinski. Here's Tom on, uh, Jalen. Jalen, my uh, uh, expert producer, the best producer in, uh, in all of radio, um, I think has Tom on. Tom, you there? Henry, it's always great to hear you. And, uh, and I couldn't be happier, well, number one, to be on, and number two, to have had you out here in Hammertown and experience the King of Hammers race. Um, you know, you and I talk about off-roading all the time. It's our kind of favorite subject and our, our bond 
But, uh, yeah, you came out and saw what this incredible, you said it really well, cultural uh, event is all about. And uh, culture is the uh, the key. It's, it's gearhead central. Yeah, it's, it's really something else. And uh, Tom, of course, uh, uh, for those who are regular listeners to the program, uh, he's a good friend of the program. He, he's the CEO of uh, Detroit Four Fest, which is the best off-road event uh, here in Michigan uh, at Holly Oaks up north of, of town. And he's introduced me to uh, so much of this off-road world, uh, uh, helped me learn to drive off-road. It's a very different discipline uh, than, uh, than, than driving on-road. And uh, Tom has done so much uh, to, to promote this sport all over the all over the country, and, and and Tom, I think you're on the board of King of the Hammers. Is that right? Yeah. So I'm on. Uh, speaking of advancements, I'm on the board of the EV racing side of this, and there's EV racing coming uh, very soon to King of Hammers. We displayed. I don't know if you got over there, Henry, but we displayed the new EV vehicle uh, that is being developed um, with three parties. Uh, Dave, our, our great friend and the creator of King of Hammers, yep. and uh, Dave Cole, and uh, with big help from Dana, uh, the amazing Tier 1 uh, provider of automotive uh, parts and supplies to uh, to just about anybody that goes off-road. And, uh, and of course, the folks at Hypercraft, uh, which is a Salt Lake City-based company that's developing a lot of these uh, EV motor technology, and, and that's going to be uh, kind of on the racing side of things as well as uh, being put into service in some uh, military uh, vehicles as well. And uh, uh, just this morning we were entertaining some folks from DARPA and taking them around, and, and some most of them it's their first experience around all this crazy stuff. There's a lot of applications that go across um, uh, channels and, and applies to military applications as well as to uh, to just our fun side of it, recreation side. Yeah, yeah. So, so much going on out there, uh, and, and and cool to have another uh, another class, an EV class, coming in to join everything that's going on out there uh, already. Well, t- uh, Tom, hang on there. We're going to take a break here, hear from our sponsors, and on the other side, we'll continue talking King of the Hammers with Tom Zelinsky. You're on Car Radio. Did you know most vitamin supplements don't even come from food? Even the products with colorful fruits and vegetables adorning the labels are seldom derived from produce. Typically, supplements are synthetic, made in a laboratory. Modern science may synthetically imitate these chemicals, but your body isn't fooled. It knows the difference, and it craves quality materials to build, repair, and fight illness. You need to consume fruits and vegetables daily in a variety of colors, as well as whole grains and other fresh foods. That's why I formulated Balance of Nature. I wanted to be able to give my patients a natural alternative to the cheap, unnatural chemistry by giving them real fruits and vegetables. In fact, the only ingredients inside of Balance of Nature are whole fruits and vegetables. Don't settle for imitation nutrition. Reach for the good stuff, the real stuff. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com. Get 35% off your first preferred order by using discount code RADIO5. 
Do you have an idea for an invention or new product? Do you think companies would be interested in your idea? Do you want to try to get a patent? Then call InventHelp now. InventHelp keeps your idea confidential and explains every step of the invention process. We create professional materials representing your idea and submit it to companies who are looking for new ideas. We have more than 9,000 companies who have agreed to review ideas in confidence. If a company shows interest in manufacturing your invention, we can negotiate on your behalf. We have helped over 10,000 clients receive patents. We also offer services including 3D modeling and animation demonstrating your idea, prototyping services, and we use state-of-the-art technology to show InventHelp client ideas to additional companies. Join the thousands of people just like you who chose InventHelp to pursue their idea. We are experienced. We are working for you. We are InventHelp. Call us for free information at 1-800-460-1663. That's 1-800-460-1663. Again, 1-800-460-1663. You must have thrown a thousand pitches teaching him to hit a home run. Spent countless Saturdays running routes so he could learn to hit an open receiver. Endless afternoons teaching him how to hit the three-pointer. But how much time have you spent teaching him what not to hit? Teaching boys that all violence against women is wrong is one of the most important things a man can do. Learn how to start the conversation at teachearly.org. Brought to you by Futures Without Violence and the Ad Council. All right, welcome back into Car Radio. We're talking King of the Hammers with Tom Zelinsky, CEO of Detroit Four Fest, and and uh, Tom. Uh, I'm I'm uh, learning as I go about uh, uh, off-road racing, and, and my first visit to King and the Hammers this week. Uh, it, it's called the Super Bowl of off-road racing. Um, uh, uh, talk about its origins a little bit. How did this come to be such a big deal? Well, I I think it's you know an analogy that everybody can understand when you talk about the Super Bowl. But it, it really is, and it's sort of the Super Bowl, only if the Super Bowl had football, had soccer, probably throw in some hockey, and, and maybe a couple of other sports, and then you'd really have a Super Bowl. And it brings together everybody that's an off-road racer and, and puts them all in one place. And as you were describing some of the classes, got to give some love to the 1100 class, which is desert bugs it's old volkswagen bugs that are just awesome and and these guys go out and race them through the desert so it really the origins started an eternity ago in the deserts of southern california and and races like the baja races like uh barstow to vegas and and vegas to reno and those places and then the brilliance of dave cole and saying you know what how cool would it be if they climbed giant rocks and traversed through these canyons, that would really be a test, and that's kind of where it began. Those those are sort of two different cultures, desert racing and the rock crawlers, and now they're together, and you've got to create a vehicle that's capable of going 135 miles an hour across the desert and crawl up the craziest rock sections you've ever seen. (laughs) Yeah, they're they're extraordinary-looking vehicles, and and, and I, I... I, there's a there's a hammer series that goes on in other places uh, throughout the year. 
Uh, but but uh, this this is an event that's beyond just just an auto race, and and uh, I I draw another analogy, which is uh, you go to the Daytona 24 Hour, uh, which is the most famous endurance race in the United States. The infield is covered with uh, with with uh, vehicles and with with um, uh, mobile homes. People spend the, uh, the race week down there. Uh, they love to go in the paddock. Just just they love the culture. It's it's a gathering of motor enthusiasts, but uh, when you go to King of the Hammers, there's a similar vibe. There's a, there's a paddock. There are a lot of people who have driven their motor homes or hanging out for the week. But unlike Daytona, where you can never go on the track if you're a uh, if, if you're a spectator, in the case of King of the Hammers, you can take your own vehicle out there after the racing is done and go out on similar trails. You can go up into Chocolate Thunder. Uh, you can go up into uh, uh, Back Door. These extraordinary rock quarries that the racers do and you can take your own vehicles up there it's it, it it's really wild well henry i don't think there's anyone any enthusiast among us that hasn't at some point or another said you know i'm a good driver i think i could do that <laughs> and and you know using using daytona using Le Mans, using whichever one of these races you want to pick you've been on a lot of these tracks Everybody thinks they've got that special thing, and, and, and that's what makes them enthusiasts, right? Yeah. Well, in this case, you can watch the racing, and when the racing ends, you can go find out how good you are, or in some cases where your talent runs out. And uh, uh, it's, it's, it's a remarkable situation in that regard because a lot of people end up respecting the skill and the capability of these vehicles an awful lot more after they after they see that, and then they – Go try to do it, and they think, oh, okay, I'm not as good as I thought. <laughs> or they find a new passion and go out and build one of these 800-horsepower monsters that, uh, <laughs> that, that races out there on these all-day uh, trails. Uh, Tom, you get that many people together, uh, and, and inevitably you, you, you attract brands, you attract manufacturers. Uh, uh, Ford sees a real opportunity uh, here at, at uh, King of the Hammers, uh, they've they've entered some serious race cars in the 4600 and 4400 classes. Uh, you and I uh, uh, just revel in the fact that up up in your backyard in Holly Oaks, uh, you see this uh, this wonderful uh, friendly war of Bronco versus Wrangler uh, coming coming together up there. Uh, this is this is a new battleground, isn't it, for uh, for for Jeep and Ford to go after each other? Well. It is exactly, and it's the happiest sort of battleground because the vehicles keep getting better. They keep engaging with additional consumers all the time. They keep bringing more people into this adventure lifestyle, and it's part of the reason, like at Detroit Four Fest, you know, you've seen we do a bunch of off-road 101 lessons because we want it to be open to everybody. Not everybody's going to come out and, and run King of Hammers. That's at the the very, very tip of the spear. But the fact of the matter is it opens up uh, this experience to everybody. And, and to that end, you brought up maybe somebody will become an enthusiast and come out and build one. This year, I don't have the exact number, uh, 41 or 42 King of Hammers rookies. And and we had a, a big meeting at uh, the big PRI show this year, and, and uh, a number of the star racers came down and spoke to the rookies and we we attempted to just indoctrinate them into what it's going to take and and the funny part about that is is the first rule for any rookie is just try to finish the race 
And and if you do, that's a huge success in your first year. So, yeah, welcome to all the King of Hammers rookies. And uh, I know they're going to have a blast. I know some of them will be frustrated. But, man, they almost always come back for more. <laughs> yeah, it's and it's it's really a neat experience. I mean, uh, off-road racing is very different than than on-road racing. Uh, the, the the vehicles obviously are are very different, and uh, and and I got the chance to go out in a Bronco DR, which is uh, DR short for Desert Racing. As as Broncos, as Ford sort of pushes the performance envelope now of off-road racing, much the way they do. In IMSA, where they're developing uh, a Mustang GT4, Mustang GT3 car for the on-road stuff, now they're pushing the performance envelope with a customer vehicle, a, a Bronco DR, who can go Hammers or Bronco uh, or Baja racing. I mean, there's there's a lot of tech transfer uh, going on out there, too, isn't there? It's an amazing level of tech transfer, and I had uh, a quick meeting with the folks at Fox Factory, the the suspension folks, this morning, and that's some of the stuff we were talking about, the fact that out there is the real proving ground. And and that's not to say that the proving grounds that that Ford and and Stellantis and Toyota and all these other companies employ on a day-to-day basis aren't proving grounds, but you want the real proving ground? come on out and do that kind of thing. And and it's very interesting how much we have done, even just in our Detroit area at Holly Oaks, in terms of testing and proving a lot of these different vehicles. And uh, uh, the fact that Ford is willing to, uh, I don't know if we want to call it gamble, uh, but, but engage with these enthusiasts, bring these amazing products to market. There's a special King of Hammers Bronco uh, that was announced here, and that will be coming to market very, very soon. I, don't, of course, don't have an exact date, but the fact that Ford is so readily engaging with this very enthusiastic crowd is, is fantastic and speaks volumes to, to their intention and, uh, and, and how they view that particular segment of the marketplace. Yeah, it's great stuff. Yeah, I, I, I tell off-road enthusiasts here, go to Holly Oaks. And uh, if you love Holly Oaks, then plan a trip out to Johnson Valley, California. Uh, you got about a, you got about 96,000 acres of Holly Oaks out there in eastern California. It's an incredible, incredible event. Tom, uh, thanks for uh, joining us today, and, and uh, great to see you out there, and, and enjoy the, uh, the rest of King of the Hammers. Thank you, Henry. Always appreciate being on, and... Uh, I will be uh, leaving the hammer soon and be back in Detroit. Look forward to seeing you soon. Yeah, look forward to it. All right, we're going to uh, take a break here at the top of the hour, uh, hear from our sponsors. And on the other side, we're going to be talking to Patrick Anderson about EVs. You're on Car Radio 910 AM. The 910 AM live stream can now be seen on Apple TV, Roku, Chromecast, YouTube Red, iPhone, iPad, Android phone, Android tablet, Amazon Kindle Fire, any Windows phone. Watch us live at 910amsuperstation.com. Madam C.J. Walker lived 1867 to 1919, the first black woman millionaire in America, and made her fortune by her homemade hairline products for black women. 910 AM Superstation. Celebrate Black History Month. 
WADL gets a facelift and is now My 38 Detroit. Along with a facelift comes new programming on Mondays at 8 p.m. Catch a two-hour block of Law & Order SVU. Tuesdays, Chicago Fire. Wednesdays, Dateline. More Dateline and Chicago PD on Thursdays and on Fridays. You'll get more Chicago PD to start your weekend. We'll still have some of your favorite shows like Mom, Blackish, and Friends. Just adding more for you to enjoy on My 38. Attention! Do you owe back taxes, fines, and penalties to the IRS? The IRS now offers new relief options for taxpayers affected by COVID-19, but you can't go it alone. Call Tax Solutions now. Our team of former IRS agents and tax professionals can get you the best deal. We know the COVID-19 rules. Call us and never speak to the IRS again. I couldn't sleep. We were being audited. I called Tax Solutions now and... 